Hello, smarty listeners. This message goes out to all the teachers, principals, teacher's assistants, and school librarians. First of all, thank you, thank you, thank you for all you do as educators. To show our gratitude for all your hard work, long hours, and dedication to teaching, we are now offering free Who Smarted Plus subscriptions for all educators. That's right. You can now play Who Smarted without any ads or interruptions in your classroom to help make learning fun and keep the smarting going during break times, lunch times, or anytime. Who Smarted can even be used to satisfy some common core curriculum or as part of assignments or lessons. If you are an educator, just go to whosmarted.com and click educators. And smarty pants and smarty parents, please feel free to let your teachers know about this. Again, that's whosmarted.com. Click educators for free subscriptions to Who Smarted Plus. Let's all get smarted together. Hey there, it's Trusty. And you know I love sitting at home listening to good podcasts as much as I love going on adventures. And do I have a great one to recommend to all you smarty pants and smarty parents from the award-winning Go Kids Go team. It's called Snoop and Sniffy. What happens when Snoop, an experienced dog detective from London, gets sent to small-town Pflugerville to train clueless puppy Sniffy as an undercover agent? Mystery, adventure, and chaos! Seriously, the town of Pflugerville isn't Dolesville like Snoop expected, and he quickly realizes that he can't handle all the action without Sniffy by his side. Even when they're able to turn a blind eye to the alien superheroes and villains battling it out for control of Pflugerville, Snoop and Sniffy have their paws full solving wild and wacky mystery cases on Bark Street. Do you love to laugh? Do you love animals? Do you have the brightest mind since Sherlock Holmes? Then tag along. There are already eight seasons of hilarious canine crimes to solve. Search for Snoop and Sniffy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, and welcome aboard the USS Smarty Pants, a spacecraft designed to boldly podcast where no man or woman has podcast before. Right now, we're drifting toward the outer edge of the solar system, about 10 billion kilometers away from the sun, just beyond the planet Neptune, in a ring of ice and rocks known as the Kuiper Belt. I'm about to head down to the surface of Eris, a space object known as a dwarf planet. Beam me down, Smarty. I'm now standing on the surface of the dwarf planet Eris. Uh, this can't be right. I see blue skies, green grass, and chirping birds. Animals are dancing all around me. Something is definitely off. Scientists say the dwarf planet Eris is supposed to be dark and extremely cold, hundreds of degrees below zero. They believe that Eris's atmosphere usually freezes and collapses, falling like snow. But I'm seeing sunshine and clouds and lots of life, including several short creatures walking towards me. Hi-ho! Hi-ho! It's off to Whoa! Everyone stop! We seem to have a visitor. Please identify yourself. Why, I'm the trusty narrator and captain of the USS Smarty Pants. I'm from Earth. Who, may I ask, are you? We're the dwarfs of the dwarf planet Eris. My name's Kaipi, and this is Icy, Stellar, Rock, Frosty, Allergy, and Hubble. We're headed to that forest with the prince. Hello! To see if he can wake up Snowy Girl, 
who passed out after eating bad fruit. No, 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 this isn't right. You shouldn't be here. Really? We live here. You're the one who beamed down in a funny yellow shirt. I'm sorry, I meant I didn't expect to see anyone here. Well, Eris is a dwarf planet. Yes, but a dwarf planet is not a planet full of dwarfs. Oh, really? Then what exactly is a dwarf planet? Good question. Smarty Pants, do you know? What makes dwarf planets different than other planets? And how many dwarf planets are there? And why was the most famous dwarf planet kicked out of the planet club? Later, Pluto! It's time for another whiff of science on... Who's smarted? Who's smarted? Who's smart? Is it you? Is it me? Is it science? Or history? Listen up! Everyone, we make smarting lots of fun on Who's Smarted? Okay, Smarty Pants, as you probably know, we didn't really go to the Kuiper Belt and set foot on Eris. And no, there are no dwarfs like the ones from Snow White living there. In truth, Eris is very cold, very dark, and very, very, very far away. How far? Take the distance from the Earth to the Sun and multiply that by 68. (gasps) Eris's massive distance from Earth is the reason why it took so long to discover it. But... When astronomers first spotted Eris in 2003, it sparked a huge debate in the scientific community and led to the creation of the term dwarf planet. Now, tell me, how many planets are there? Ah, most of you said eight, and a few said nine. Well, if you said eight, you're right. Technically. Huh? That ninth planet, discovered in 1930, is a small one, smaller even than our moon, named Pluto. Ah. The name Pluto was actually suggested by an 11-year-old girl. Whoa. Do you know why she chose Pluto? Is it A, the Greek god of slobber? B, the Roman god of the underworld? Or C, Mickey Mouse's pet dog? Did you say C? Well, that is not the correct answer. In fact, Walt Disney may have named Mickey Mouse's dog after the former planet. Pluto formerly known as a planet, gets its name from the Roman god of the underworld because of its dark and cold nature. Dark, cold, and lonely. I miss the good old days when I was a planet and people cared about me before they kicked me out. Um, hey, Pluto, I I was about to get into how you lost your planet status, but if it's too upsetting to talk about it, I I can do it another time. No, go on, don't mind me. Not that anybody does anymore. (laughs) Okay. So when Eris was first discovered in 2003, astronomers first labeled it the 10th planet, since it's about the same size as Pluto. But... There are lots of small objects, just like Eris and Pluto, in that faraway region of space called the Kuiper Belt. Would they all have to be called planets, too? Suddenly, Pluto didn't seem so unique anymore, and scientists felt it belonged more with the other Kuiper Belt objects than the planets. But I am unique! My orbit is tilted, and sometimes I'm closer to the sun than Neptune. And compared to Earth, I spin backwards and on my side. 
Nobody cares. Those are cool characteristics, Pluto. But are they really enough to make you a planet? It didn't matter before. Go on. After the discovery of Eris, the group that creates official names for space stuff, the International Astronomical Union, or IAU, felt that they had to redefine the term planet. So in 2006, the IAU announced new rules and a new classification, the dwarf planet. Yay! No, 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 not you. Boo. So what exactly makes a planet a planet and a dwarf planet a dwarf planet? For that answer, let's go bowling. Let's say the solar system is like a bowling alley. You've got your lanes and you got your pins. To be a planet, you gotta stay in your lane. And the lanes, of course, are orbits around the sun. It's also the first rule of planets. If you don't orbit the sun, you can't play. Hey, let me in. I'm trying to bowl. Read the sign, pal. No nebulas. Moons don't cut it either, since they orbit other objects. But having an orbit around the sun alone does not make you a planet. You may have a lane, but you still need to bowl the right way. And if you're a rough shape, like an asteroid, you're gonna have a rough time. What? Just because I got some rough edges, I can't be a planet? Nope, asteroids can't be planets. A planet needs to be a certain shape, the same shape as a bowling ball. Can you say what it is? That's right. It's the next rule of planets. You need to be round. Uh, well, actually, the Earth isn't technically round. It's an oblate spheroid, which means it's larger at the center equator and smaller at the north and south poles. Fine, round-ish. Asteroids aren't even that. Now, if you orbit the sun, are not a moon, and you're roundish, congratulations. You're at the very least a dwarf planet. But there's one more requirement to become a full-fledged planet, one that astronomers often argue about. The IAU says a planet's orbit must be clear of any objects of a similar size. In other words, you gotta knock down all the pins. For all the other planets, that's not a problem. Unfortunately for Pluto, this is the part that's tricky. It's like bowling with a golf ball. Oh, please, 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 knock over the pins. No! And that's the problem with Pluto. Unlike other planets, Pluto isn't large enough or its gravity powerful enough to shoo away everything from its orbit. It's surrounded by lots of objects around its size in the Kuiper Belt. And that's why the IAU made Pluto a dwarf planet. Some astronomers don't like this rule, but the IAU is sticking with it. I'll get you, IAU. You haven't heard the last of Pluto. Actually, you're not the first object to lose planet status. Uh, I'm not? Nope. The sun and the moon were planets longer than you were. (gasps) The ancient Greeks called them that, and they remained planets until the 1500s. In 1801, when Ceres was discovered between Mars and Jupiter, it was also considered a planet. But astronomers changed that when they discovered lots of other objects in the same region. Smarty pants, do you know what they ended up calling Ceres? Yep, an asteroid. 
That is, until 2006, when Ceres, which is round like Pluto, also became a dwarf planet. <gasps> okay, that makes me feel a little better knowing I'm not alone. Oh, not at all. In fact, many astronomers are excited about the fact that there may be hundreds, if not thousands, of dwarf planets out there waiting to be discovered. Smarty Pants, any guesses how many dwarf planets there are right now? Is it A, 5, B, 65, or C, more than 735? Oh, wow. Could there actually be more than 735 of us? We could throw a big dwarf planet party. Well, maybe. According to astronomer Mike Brown, the person who discovered Eris, astronomers have discovered at least 741 objects that could be dwarf planets. But officially, there are only A, five dwarf planets so far. Only five? Yep, there's you, Ceres, and Eris, and two other dwarf planets we haven't mentioned yet, Haumea and Makemake. They're also in the Kuiper Belt. The IAU hasn't officially named any more dwarf planets in more than 10 years. More than 10 years? You know what that means? Uh, no, what does it mean? That means people have stopped caring about us. <laughs> no, 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 that's not true. In fact, a short time ago, you made history. Really? What happened? I'll tell you, right after this quick break. Hi, Trusty here with a special message for all the parents and guardians listening. I know how important it is for your child to excel in every way possible, especially when it comes to education. Well, thanks to my friends at iXL, you don't have to go it alone. iXL is a personalized learning platform that's transforming the way children master everything from math to social studies. iXL's interactive courses and immediate feedback ensure learning is super engaging and accessible for every student, pre-K through 12th grade. Imagine that a tool that grows with your child, offering personalized recommendations based on their progress. And we know it works because we've used it ourselves. Adam Tex Davis, co-creator of Who Smarted, used IXL to help his daughter stay on top of her schoolwork and excel in her classes. Backed by research, students who use the IXL program are more likely to get higher test scores because IXL functions like a tutor. And whether your child needs help with homework, classwork, test prep, or is looking for a challenge, iXL has you covered, and all of that at an affordable rate. A one-month subscription to iXL costs less than what most tutors charge for an hour. And one subscription is good for every child in your household. Join the millions of parents who trust iXL and make an impact on your child's learning today. Oh, and who smarted listeners get an exclusive 20% off iXL membership when you sign up now at iXL.com smarted. Visit iXL.com smarted to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. iXL Learning. Inspire. Excel. Learn more at iXL.com. Hey there, smarty moms, dads, adults, and anyone who loves great food but doesn't always have the time or energy to grocery shop, prep, and cook a big meal. Well, take it from me, the trusty narrator. I found the perfect solution to having delicious, 
home-cooked meals without all the time and hassle. It's called Factor Meals. With Factor Meals, you can forget about all the shopping, chopping, or even washing dishes. That's because Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals arrive at your door, ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. That's right. With Factor, you and your family are always just two minutes away from chowing down on chef-crafted, dietitian approved delicious gourmet meals. From Calorie Smart to Protein Plus to vegetarian to keto options, Factor has six menus guaranteed to meet your wellness goals. And with over 35 meal choices and 60 add-ons weekly, your taste buds will never get bored. I personally started ordering Factor meals last month for those busy days when I want a tasty lunch or dinner that fills me up and crushes my nutrition goals, but I only have five minutes to cook it. And Factor 100% delivers on time, every time. So head on over to factormeals.com slash smarted50 and use code smarted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code smarted50 at factormeals.com slash smarted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Now back to Who Smarted? I'm here with the dwarf planet Pluto who's pretty upset that they're no longer considered a planet. No, I'm fine. Really. I don't think you're fooling anyone, Pluto. How can you tell? Well, besides the fact that you've been crying throughout the episode, there is also the pictures. Pictures? What pictures? The images of you showing a big patch of ice shaped like a heart on your surface. You're practically wearing your heart on your sleeve for everyone to see. Wait, how did you get pictures of me? From the New Horizons unmanned space probe. You recently made history as the first dwarf planet to be explored by spacecraft. It took New Horizons nine years to travel over three billion miles to get to you. But it was worth the wait. The pictures are spectacular. And Smarty Pants, you can find them yourselves right on NASA's website. Nine years? Billions of miles? Just to see me? That must mean you like me. You really like me. That's right. Uh, you, You think I'm cool? Definitely. Cold, in fact. And... I'm named after a Roman god? Yes, but... Aw, yeah! Take that, Neptune! Woohoo! I don't have the heart to tell him Neptune's named after a Roman god, too. Shh, it'll be our secret. Us dwarves won't say nothing either. Because you're not real. Oh, never mind. Beam me up, Smarty. A triple smarty shout-out to Annika, David, and Nicholas in Minneapolis, Minnesota. We hear you're a homeschool family who loves our podcast. Well, we're a podcast who loves your homeschooling smarty family. Thanks so much for laughing and learning with us. This episode, Dwarf Planets, was written by Dave Beaudry and voiced by Jason Williams, Taya Garland, Max Kamaski, and Jerry Colbert. Technical direction and sound design by Josh Hahn. Who Smarted is recorded and mixed at the Relic Room Studios. Our associate producer is Max Kamaski. The theme song is by Brian Suarez, with lyrics written and performed by Adam Tex Davis. 
Who Smarted was created and produced by Adam Tex Davis and Jerry Colbert. This is an Atomic Entertainment production. <laughs>